Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's a nice service. Uh, yesterday, I went and sat in the back of the church and recognized a lot of people from from many, many decades ago, uh, in you know, who were were and still in my mind are big deals in Richmond, people who really worked to try to keep Richmond afloat in some difficult times, and Tom Bliley was one of them. The, 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 the priest from Georgetown talked about his time as uh, chairman of the Commerce Committee up in D.C., but noted that when he came back to Richmond, he was normal Tom, which I thought was kind of an interesting observation. Because, you know, he was I mean, he was Mr. Chairman in D.C. And that Commerce Committee, I think, you know, well over 50 percent of the legislation that goes through the Congress has to touch the Commerce Committee at some point. So to have a Richmonder as the chairperson of that committee was a big, big deal. Um, but then to still be kind of a normal person and come back and realize I got to get reelected by the people here so I can't let this go to my head was significant. So um I thought it was very interesting to be there yesterday and hear those stories and to see some people I haven't seen in a while at um, the congressman's funeral. It is 7.07 on this Wednesday morning, 22nd day of November 2023. I'm John Reed, and we're glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. So we've got this ceasefire uh, that's going to happen overseas, Israel, Hamas, the release of hostages, supposedly. I, I, I mean, I guess if the goal is to get the hostages out, this is the only way to try to accomplish that. It just uh, really bothers me to see Hamas get anything here. Um, and quite frankly, as somebody who travels a lot, it worries me that this plan validates the idea of always take hostages because you can use these people as your um, your your playing cards to try to make make your opponent do something. I think that's probably a problem. But, you know, uh, can you imagine what it is like to be an Israeli leader right now with these families who are seeing so many people abused uh, and the the month has gone by and they haven't been released? I guess this is their chance to do that. And everybody here, you know, I get paid to have an opinion and to share it with you on the radio, whether you like it or not. Uh, you know, in, in fact, uh, I, every day I hear from the people who do not care for my opinion. 
But it's odd when I think that some people should stand up and join the chorus um, against or for something. A lot of people don't. Weird. Like things that really do impact us right here in the Richmond area. Some of the trans policy, the mask stuff, go back to the COVID. I just couldn't believe everybody was so passive during COVID and during the riots in Richmond, Antifa, BLM. Everyone was scared, I guess, and just didn't want to say anything. I would have been a loud mouth even if I wasn't on the radio. Um, but, you know, there's some consequences to this, especially uh, if you say the wrong thing in social media, the quote unquote wrong thing. What's the wrong thing? How do you know? Karen Michael from Karen Michael Consulting, who is often the fill-in guest host here on this program at WRVA, is with us this morning. Karen, this is a pretty precarious situation because people feel very strongly. I'm not sure that all of the opinions that we're seeing in social media are really informed, educated opinions as much as they are a regurgitation of what somebody has told people is the right thing to say. How are you encouraging clients to deal with controversial posts and statements in the workplace? And Good morning. Good morning. Oh, boy. Well, this has certainly stirred things up because for a very long time, we have had a narrative, especially in our colleges and institutions and more woke areas, that one position is right and one position is wrong. Yeah. And this anti-white sentiment, this anti-Trump sentiment, this you know, anti-pro-life sentiment, like that's the only position that you can have. And if you have another position, then that's a problem. And we perpetuated that narrative for a very long time. And it's a very dangerous narrative because now it's coming full circle because it turns out that Israelis are white. And so all of this anti-white hate that's been spewing, in addition to the anti-Semitism that's been spewing on college campuses, has now come to full fruition. So I just think about like NYU. I'm just going to use them as a case study. Okay. Right when all of this happened in October, October 7th, shortly after this person named Rhina Workman, who was an NYU law student, came out with this posts, a social media post, blaming Israel, said that Israel takes full responsibility for the murder of 1,400 people, including rape of women and killing of babies, and all of this horrific behavior that in no scenario can be justified. So Israel's so, supposed to accept responsibility for the attack on itself? It's their fault. Okay. okay. Because they've done, they, they're the oppressor for all of these years, Zionist, blah, 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 all of these mm-hmm. words that these people use, and therefore, you know, it is their fault. Now, Rhina, who goes by the pronoun they, them, so I'm going to try and be respectful and not (laughs) misgender Rhina. So Rhina, they were were scheduled to work at Winston-Strom, which is a very well-respected law firm, over the summer. And Winston-Strom announced that they were rescinding they's offer. And they also was removed from the she was he, they was they, head of some they are crazy uh, organization yes yeah. they no i'm not saying that but I'm they that. <laughs> was removed from some head of some law student association huh, okay right. so they you'll be happy to hear did post a um, gofundme page and they received eighteen hundred dollars in they's gofundme page so mm. that's how much they raised. So, all right, so that was that situation. So then fast forward to this has expanded NYU. I mean, NYU does all these great things from a medical standpoint, their their hospital, and yet NYU is posting don't misappropriate on Halloween and has to, you know, this is what they do. And so it's just like this conflict between 
doing really good things because they do amazing things there as a hospital and as a university mm-hmm. and having all these ridiculous positions. So more recently, and while you announced that it had suspended and was about to terminate two cancer doctors, one was a resident, one was a doctor at NYU, one for posting anti-Israeli posts and one for posting anti-Palestinian posts because they're trying to like catch up with all of this protest and all these things. And one of the doctors who is like the head of their cancer institute is now suing. He just filed suit last week because he posted anti-Palestinian, really pro-Israeli posts. And he says he's a scapegoat because they're trying to be balanced. You know, they don't want to show that they're on one side or the other. And so his position is they fired me because of my religion and because they're trying to use me as a scapegoat. So here they're losing this like top cancer doctor running this institution over this nonsense. And what I want to tell people is just stop it. Just stop doing things that are, what do they call it, social media career assisted suicide. I don't know why people feel this need to be so uh, animated on social media, but this all of this hate that's being put out there, it's, it's amazing how negative and hateful. And, and now you see these people posting pro-Osama bin Laden. Like I, I read his manifesto, and oh my gosh, I, now my mind is blowing. He's right. Like, he's right? Where, where did this start? It started at these universities. It started with us allowing this hate, and now it's coming full fruition, and people are losing their jobs, their careers, and all of this over these topics that have been brewing for a long time, and we tolerated it, and now all of a sudden we're not tolerating it anymore because it's causing all this conflict. So, so that's do where you, it's all do you just sit silently if you have strong opinions? And you, and you, you know, I, I often, before I post on social media, some of you will laugh when I say this, I ask myself, do I really know what I'm talking about? Have I read enough in order to, or had enough life experience in this area to offer an opinion? And sometimes I say, you know what? I, I, don't, I haven't read enough. I don't have time to read enough right now, so I delete the post, believe it or not. Now, when it comes to politics, I feel like, hey, my whole life has been politics, so I have, uh, I have some standing to offer an opinion. Is that kind of the criteria, or do you have to contemplate, is it worth getting fired over this? And That's then, unfortunately what you have to contemplate. And I, you know, I, I, it is very frustrating, and so I, I do want people to understand the legal ramifications of this. So if you work for a public sector organization like NYU, you, of course, maintain your First Amendment right to speech. But when it comes to employment, it's a three-part test. Are you speaking on a matter of public concern, speaking as a citizen, not as an employee of the organization? Those two things formulate your First Amendment right. Mm -hmm. But then there's this third criteria. Do the interests of the government operations and the efficiency of their operations outweigh that First Amendment right to that speech? And in most cases, the employer in that argument wins because they posted something that now means that you can't work with somebody else who is non-binary or who is sexual orientation or who is the other race. If you posted something spewing hate towards that person, Mm -hmm. well, now that might be my client. That might be my patient. That might be my peer. So that's why the employer generally wins those arguments. I mean, there was a guy who posted, he worked for a clerk's office in Florida, and he posted about a black state attorney who was not going to seek the death penalty, something about her, she should get the death penalty. And then she, he said on social media, she should be tarred and feathered, if not hung from a tree. Well, uh, that created well, all that this, crosses you know, a line. Uh-uh. It did. Yeah. But where is the line? If you work for the private sector, by the way, 
if you work at a private organization, you the, the First Amendment doesn't even apply. The organization doesn't even have to think, does this person have a First Amendment right to that speech? If what you've done causes this to create all this havoc in the organization, unfortunately, the employer almost has no choice because it creates so much turmoil and chaos in an organization. Mm-hmm. And it is a, it's a, it's a, like you just said, that crossed the line. Well, how do we know where the line is? That's what's making it difficult for employers well, and people. My initial answer is that, that that intimates or suggests some sort of hostile violence someone uh, against someone, even if it's just a, a, a turn of phrase that's an inarticulate, unthoughtful way of communicating that you disagree with the decision somebody um, has made, and especially if they're a colleague, right? So that I'm, I try to be very careful not to say something about um, I mean, even when I'm dealing with these people who are stopping the traffic or smashing the artwork oh, at the don't National get me Gallery. On them. You know right? how I feel about that. Oh uh, yeah, I want to say, I want to say on Facebook, you should kick the you know what out of these people. But I'm concerned about that because I don't want to ever say something where somebody says, oh, the guy on the radio, that John Reed guy, said that it was okay to go beat somebody up. Right. So I have to rein it in a little bit and say they should be arrested, they should spend time in jail. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you think the average person goes through this thought process until they get burned? I, here's how I look at it. Yeah. You know, my daughter Sophie, Sophie played softball. Right. And I, I tell employees when I do training, you know, when I'm a Sophie had two strikes, I would say don't leave it in the hands of the umpire. You think it's low and outside, you still should probably be swinging just in case. Gotcha. And that's how I look yeah. at social media. If you're thinking, oh, this is a ball, this is, this is kind of low and inside, if your employer, the leader of your organization, calls it a strike, it's a strike. And there isn't a whole lot that you can do about it. That's now, a good this guy, way to put this, it. NY, yeah. this NYU guy who's suing, he might have a point because he's claiming religion and violation of his religion. And it is a yeah. public institution. So it'll be interesting to see how that case pans out. But they had a very clear policy about social media that they put out after this Rhino yeah. Workman thing. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they said they're following their policy. So we'll see how that pans out. Good to think about and be cautious. Karen Michael from Karen Michael Consulting. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope I'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. You too. Look All forward right. to seeing you. 718. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 